Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lead Lap here from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. This is the second half of the Motorsports Monday doubleheader. Uh, if you're just joining us now, you missed a rather raucous Inside Pass show uh, before <laughs> this one in the first hour. But uh, you can go to Race Chaser Radio on any uh, podcast platform, any major podcast platform, um, It'll be up tomorrow afternoon, and you can uh, check it out. The Inside Pass. It was a great show. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of the ho- the hosts of Inside Pass holding on with us in this segment here to open this show tonight. We've got uh, Noah Lewis, who will try not to be misconfused in uh, this segment, and we've got Peter Strada as well. Um, we're going to talk some twenty four and. Um, we've got a special guest coming up shortly. We're going to switch to the dirt side of things in a few minutes and talk Southeast Dirt Series and also the big, uh, basically, Dirt Speed Week that's coming up at Fayetteville Motor Speedway later this month. Tyler Williams is going to join us, who's the voice of the Southeast Dirt uh, Modified Series. He'll uh, talk about that, and uh, he's announcing that whole week of stuff, too, so that should be fun. Okay, Rolex 24, guys. Um well, let's see. I made it until 5.30 or so before I finally conked out. Not on purpose. Um, Peter, you you actually s- s- went to bed at 2 o'clock. What is with you? You're like a Buzzer. third of my age. Buzzer for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make it when NBCSN cut off here at 3, but just things, my eyelids got too heavy. I, I was already in bed and just... <laughs> I did leave the TV on, though, which I didn't think I'd be able to do. I left the TV on. (laughs) It doesn't count if you're not watching it. Noah, on the other hand, made it uh, longer than me. I think you made it till about 6. About 7, yeah. But then you – oh, was it 7 o'clock? Okay. So, yeah, you made it till 7 and then decided to go to bed. I woke back up about 7 and said, well – um, I'm just going to go ahead and try to catch another couple of hours of shut eye, and uh, got back up about nine or so and watched the rest of it. But I was I was devastated when I lost. Well, we lost Peter, and then I was devastated when I lost you because because you'd always like something in our group chat. Yeah, and, I was hanging yeah, right was in like, there, and then all of a sudden, like I had a once, couple cup of co- uh, just... cups of coffee, did some eye racing while I was watching, and and just anything to keep myself well, active. I was too. I was doing a lot of stuff too. When uh when Peter texted me at 6 a.m. and I saw the sun coming up, I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Made it all the way through the night, <laughs> then you went to bed. Yeah, for a couple hours. Yeah, I don't know. We we need to do this better next year. We need to do like shifts. Yeah. You know or something so that we can cover well, like it I said, well, I'll just come over all... to your place and, and <laughs> we'll stay I up. probably all got night. the smallest place of all of us, so yeah, it's probably not. Uh but uh yeah, that was it was a good race though. Uh, nice to see Wayne Taylor racing get get the victory. Th- that group of drivers is very entertaining. They're all very talented. Um, three straight and four of the last five says a whole lot about uh, where Wayne Taylor racing is at in the world of uh, sports cars these days. Peter. Yeah, it was a great race all throughout the day and night bet- between a bunch of different cars. You had the Ganassi car out there until they cut a tire with only a couple minutes left. You had... Both Action Express cars up there. Obviously, Wayne Taylor was up there. Just it seemed like a point throughout the night. Four cars were just on top of each other under a blanket. Yeah. Just great oh, racing yeah. all throughout the whole twenty-four hours. I don't think I've ever seen Noah a a more aggressive, harder run race from start to finish no. than that one was. I was getting ready to say. I mean, we're used to twenty-four hour races where the lead car by the end of it has a lap or something on the field, maybe or maybe not, or maybe the second place car is close. But but there are more people that are out of it by the time, and we saw a lot of cautions uh, throughout this race to bunch everybody yeah. back up and get them together. And that really, I mean, the way they fell uh, was really nice because we did have some longer runs, and then they'd another one would fall. And it would keep us, you know, entertained. And I was thrilled to see what we saw because it wasn't even just one team dominating. It was, no. it was like Peter said, we didn't know who was gonna if we if it was Action Express, if it was Chip Ganassi, if it was Wayne Taylor. They kept trading back off and and uh, back and forth all night, overcoming spins and different things like that to all have a shot. We didn't know until the final three minutes really who had a comfortable lead, and we didn't know until they crossed the checkered flag who was gonna win because. 
anything could have happened, and that's how you want to see a 24-hour race. Well, yeah, there were five cars on the lead lap in in the top class coming down to the end, and that, that very rarely ever happens. Uh, All the, within striking distance, too, yes, if anything were to yep, happen. Yep, exactly. The cup drivers did very well, I thought. Jimmy Johnson finishing second, Chase Elliott finishing, what, four, was it? Sixth, I Sixth. Traded, which they and, had mechanical issues. And Austin Dillon, with Rick Ware's team, ended up in the top ten in their class out of about 49, too. Mm-hmm. So it was... Uh, that was a very big, uh, I think, a very big performance by all those cup guys. Yeah, NASCAR guys definitely represented well. It was great to see, like I said, in the previous show, Rick, or excuse me, not Rick Ware, Wayne Taylor come out great with the new Acura program. You had the new Rick Ware team making their first IMSA star. You had Ganassi back for the first time in, I think, two years. So a lot of great first starts for a lot of new teams. Yeah, and I, and I, th- I feel like this race was really... Um, although it did have its share of incidents, I th- I thought it was kind of bereft mm-hmm. of mass casualties like yeah. we we see uh, usually in these races where you have a couple of guys that just you know totally destroy themselves Tire in their cars. Yeah, you, and, you yeah, didn't, didn't see, see quite as much of that. You, there were a few guys, but uh, for the most part, I thought uh, it was a pretty clean race, especially mm-hmm. you know up front for the lead. And and so yeah, good uh, job for Wayne Taylor. And um, I My think. Pick. Go ahead. I was going to say my pick. Yeah, your pick. Yeah. Um, well, and and I think uh, the Ganassi group showed well for their first race back out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the uh, the the tire late in the race took them out of a chance to win because I really think they had a shot at it and probably may have passed the ten car. But the big advantage the ten car had the whole race long was it spent significantly less time in the pits. Mm-hmm. And over a twenty four hour race, Peter, that matters. Of course, it's all about staying stopped for the least yep. amount of time, efficient driver changes, and the guys over at Wayne Taylor, they're, a lot of them are full-time IMSA guys, so they're used to swapping the seat right. efficiently. Yep. Yeah, you got to be gutted for that 0-1 Chip Ganassi entry coming down so close. I mean, he reeled them all the way in and and uh, and, and just had a shot there, um, but... It it didn't you know it didn't come to fruition and I was hoping I was so hoping that that we'd be able to see a, a an amazing finish um, between those two and obviously what you saw was product of endurance racing you never know when things like that are going to happen I think what they were the were they the team that did the two tire tire stop or was that uh, Wayne Taylor that was Taylor then. okay. Well, but regardless, it just is a product of endurance racing. Like, you know, we never know what's going to happen. And uh, and it's unfortunate for the Chip Ganassi guys, but nothing to hang their head over with, with such a chance to win after after such a long race. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's interesting. I also note here on Twitter, to get away from the 24 for a minute or two at least, um, NASCAR, this just in from Matt Weaver, NASCAR says the development of the next-gen chassis is complete. All three manufacturers have received approval for their respective body styles. There's also a non-zero chance that it could be unofficially raced prior to 2022 Speed Weeks. Now, what is... A non-zero chance. Maybe Texas Motor Speedway All-Star. Could we see it that early? I mean, that we saw them kind of test around at Charlotte a few uh, years ago with this package, and there are certain uh, parts of what we use in, in the current package is a little bit different. Um, but that is certainly something, if they could get it, that early that they could they can go run an unofficial race but if they're doing an official i mean that's that's pretty big it's good to know that we now have a solid made car that we know can roll out by next year uh despite everything that has gone on and uh and i think teams are eager to get to work and uh and see what they can build i was about to ask you what does non-zero mean is a double negative a positive there <laughs> Well, it's, it's kind of like misconfused. Yeah, I was going right, to say yeah. Matt, which would technically mean I'm not confused. Mm-hmm. Matt may be a little misconfused with the wording um, there. Yeah, but what I'm I, thinking yeah. he's saying. Twitter grammar here. I'm, Twitter yeah, grammar. I'm giving I'm giving uh, a, a grammar buzzer, buzzer to Matt Weaver because if you read the actual uh, story here that he wrote, um, it says basically that. Um, 
And this is from Vice President of Racing Innovation for NASCAR, John Probst, whatever that means, um, <laughs> says that uh, we, we're probably actually being able to spend a little more time now since we pushed it out to 2022. In hindsight, when we were on target for 2021 and now we've gone through all of this, we look back and boy, we probably would have had our tongues hanging out right now if we were to launch it in 2021, which we could have done. So basically at this point, it won't happen till 2022. So there is a zero percent chance oh, a zero okay. that you're going to see it um, until 2022 so i'm not sure what matt weaver's non-zero is but um i'm flagging him for inefficient use of grammar yeah a non-zero would mean there's a chance yeah well given the benefit of the doubt and just blame autocorrect there yeah. <laughs> autocorrect would make up a word though um but uh now i i don't know what that was but anyways there's the story with that um so we'll see that car in 2022 apparently all three manufacturers are happy now interestingly enough we've gotten to this point apparently without ever putting groups of them on the track together at all the different types of configurations because as far as i know the only place that happened was at uh, the roval that's right back in i think november december we saw martin Truex jr and kurt bush test both existing yeah. chassis on the charlotte roval and then one day on the charlotte oval the mile and a half circuit but as far as we know, that's the only time we've seen multiple chassis on track at the same time. I know Bob Pocker said earlier today NASCAR hopes to have more multi-car testing towards the end of March, maybe at Martinsville. But we'll just have to see. I mean, the timeline being pushed back a year in hindsight is a good thing. Yeah. One good thing to come from the craziness that was 2020. So hopefully all the research is that much better with another 12 months in the books. Going to send this off to break with a sad note. Uh, Beard Motorsports President Mark Beard Sr. has passed away. Uh, The official release from the team says it is with profound sadness that we announce the passing of Mark Beard Sr., the president of Beard Motorsports. Mark was passionate about racing and the businesses he built with his family. And even though he will be terribly missed, his work ethic and kind heart lives on with the many people he influenced. While the family requests privacy at this time, they want to reaffirm Beard Motorsports' commitment to compete in this year's Daytona 5 where the team will race in Mark's honor. And my bet is knowing Noah Gregson as I do and the size of his heart and his determination and passion, he is going to be working doubly hard now to put that thing in the 500 and give Mark Beard a good finish. With that, we say our prayers and condolences to the family and the race team and the loved ones of Mark Beard. Thanks to Noah and Peter for being on in this first segment. We step aside back and we'll talk dirt on Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. 
You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. A Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Relap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, we will be talking with Tyler Williams shortly. Going to talk some Southeast uh, Dirt Series, and there's a big week of racing coming up. Uh, Fayetteville Motor Speedway here in North Carolina um, for the Modifieds. And I think we got Tyler on the line. Do we not? Okay, good. Let's uh, get him out here. Um, and let's talk with Tyler Williams here on League Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tyler, welcome to the program. It's good to have you on. And, boy, your uh, racing season is about to kick off in fine style here this month with uh, uh, pretty much a full week of racing up at Fayetteville. Yeah, I was about to say, Tom. We're uh, I think we're only twenty three days out, so uh, not a not much time left to shake off the rust. But really looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun just to be back at the racetrack. It, this off season feels like it's been the longest one ever, <laughs> maybe because twenty twenty was the longest year ever. So I'm, I think we're all just ready to get back to the racetrack and uh, get back to some sense of normalcy. Talk a little bit about what's going on at Fayetteville, um, because I'm a little surprised. I It seems like there are more tracks closer to uh, the Charlotte base here that are doing these big um, events this time of year than what there's been in the past. We just had a big one at uh, Scriven uh, down in Georgia over the weekend. Uh, actually, that part of um, a two-weekend deal there for their icebreaker. And now um, we've got a, a big uh, several days of racing for the, the Modifieds coming up at Fayetteville, calling it Speed Week and uh, the 24th, 25th, and 26th of February. Talk a little bit about what's going on. Absolutely. It's the first year they're doing this, so it's the inaugural North Carolina Speed Week being put on by Fayetteville Motor Speedway, and it's it's four nights of racing, Wednesday night the 24th through Saturday night the 27th. And um, what's really cool is there's only four classes racing, so – if you if you come out as a fan or whatnot, you're not going to be at the racetrack all night with seven or eight divisions or whatnot. It's, it's four divisions of racing. Of course, the Southeast Dirt Modified Series are kind of the the, the top bill, if you yep. will. We are the uh, UMP Modified. But then there's also uh, 602 late models that are going to be racing, Legends cars, and Junior Sprints. So you're going to get a little bit of everything. But I think uh, one of the coolest parts, Tom, is not only – as the week goes on, not only does the pay increase, the, the first two nights are 1,200 to win features for our modifieds. Uh, Friday night's 2,000 to win and Saturday's 5,000 to win. But one of the cool things that the racetrack has done is on Wednesday and Thursday night for the UMP modified, uh, the promotion staff of Fayetteville has guaranteed that everybody is going to get to run a feature. So if there's uh, 
you know, if they get a really good car count like they're hoping to get and like we think we're going to get, they're actually uh, willing to run a uh, multiple features for the modifieds just so that everybody on Wednesday night and Thursday night can at least get to run a feature because not everyone's going to make the main event Friday or Saturday, but kind of a cool thing that Fayetteville Motor Speedway has, has really stepped up and agreed to do. And uh, another little thing to add on it is if you can't be there in person, uh, the racetrack struck a deal with Mav TV Plus, the old Lucas Oil Racing TV. So if you can't be there in person, there is a pay-per-view option where I think they offer a monthly pass in addition to the annual subscription. So even if you can't be there in person, you can still watch on your, your TV or your Apple, your uh, smartphone, your Apple phone, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever it is you use. So it's a pretty cool deal. Well, and even before that, uh, they've got what they're calling uh, the Sweetheart Race on Saturday, February the 13th at Fayetteville. Um, this one is a big show, so check this out. Uh, we've got, let me see here, we have uh, 1,500 to win late models, 1,000 to win for the UMP mods. But check this out, also in action. And there'll be a quiz on this after the show, so get ready, folks. Here we go. Also in action, the 602 Sport Mods, Street Stocks, Legends Cars, Mog Lights, SCDRA Sport Compact, 602 Midi Slate Models, and the Vintage Cars. So that one's going to take a while, folks. Um, so get, <laughs> get there early and um, bring a blanket because you're probably going to be uh, – That's a, that, so that's coming up um, a week from this Saturday, the 13th of February at Fayetteville. And then, of course, the uh, North Carolina Speed Week coming up two weeks after that, the final weekend of February. And that should be a big one. Now, I know that uh, in addition to that event, you're um, doing the Southeast Dirt Track Series again this year. Um, Talk a little bit about what's in store for that series. I enjoy that series. And... Um, I'm, I'm curious what kind of a schedule they've got for this year. And what are the highlights? Well, after, after the four nights of racing in Fayetteville, we, we have a, a pretty good sized gap in the schedule. We'll come back and run three races in the month of May. We'll run it with raceway, the big half mile up in rural retreat, Virginia. We'll come down to friendship motor speedway on May 8th. Uh, we'll go to County line raceway in Elm city on May 15th. And then, We'll pop in for two races in June in eastern North Carolina, one of those being Halifax Motor Speedway on June 26th. County Line we run on June 12th. August 7th, 14th we run. September 11th. Uh, October 29th and 30th we'll be at the dirt track at Charlotte. And then we end our season November 13th at County Line Raceway where we'll actually run with the Ultimate Super Late Model Series. So uh, if you go on sedirtmodseries.com, you can, you can see the full schedule, but... It's got some gaps built in it, and we we tried to do that to to try to leave some openings because a lot of these drivers that race with us will also run um, with the, the Dirt Cup Challenge and also with the Renegades of Dirt. Yeah, there's a few different series that are kind of in this region that are they're trying to beat the drum of these UMP modified, trying to build the class up, and we're a little more focused on the North Carolina Virginia region of that, but. We tried to give these guys somewhere to race 15 nights a year, but also be a little friendly on the other end so that if they want to go hit these other bigger events, they can certainly do that because, you know, I, I think all all three series have the same thing in mind. We want to drum up interest in these cars because there's there's a lot – there's there's so many of these UMP dirt modifieds out there. And, yeah. You know, I think because of the region we're in, everybody's so late model heavy, but – there's a lot of these cars out there, and they can put on just as good a show. Yeah, I enjoy the late models a lot, but I've always been partial to the modifieds, and I think IMCA is probably the oldest of the sanctioning bodies, and that's kind of what I became familiar with uh, up in central New York way back uh, in the day when they started racing them up there, and they've got a good, healthy uh, bunch up up in that area with a couple of different series going on now. I think there's a New York-Pennsylvania series that just started, too. Um, but uh, I, I love the mods, and it's good to see that uh, you've got some series here that seem to be fairly healthy. What kind of car counts are we expecting at each of these Southeast Dirt Modified Series shows? Uh, most of them, 
you're probably maybe a low of 18, a high of 25, somewhere in there. Yeah. And obviously, obviously it depends on, you know, who doesn't tear their stuff up and whatnot. But um, there's there's a lot of them out there. And there's surprisingly, there's a lot of them that are, are really willing to travel. Uh, in years past with the series, um, we had drivers that would travel from the Tennessee, Kentucky area where they run with the Ironman series. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty wild to see. And then when you, if you head toward Virginia motor speedway in Jamaica, Virginia, uh, they run these, they run these kind of cars uh, as a weekly division. Yeah. So sometimes you'll get some of those guys that are like, you know, I want to get out of my sandbox and play somewhere. Here's, you know, here's a touring series running these. So it's, I think it, it will honestly surprise a lot of people just how many of these cars are out here. And, and, and these guys will put on the show. Oh, they do. And, I mean, they, they're just, they're just cool looking, man. I mean, it's, there's a lot of cars with, out there that race with fenders on. These modifies, you know, you got the front wheels exposed. They got a big motor. The tires are kind of small, so it, it adds a little bit of uh, kind of strategy in there, if you will. You can't just go hammer down, or you're going to pop that thing. You got to really, you got to really use your head. It's, and they just, they just sound so good. I mean, they, they have got that, they've got that noise that kind of like a super light model makes. Yeah, they really do. Um, now, we're obviously starting here pretty quickly. I mean, next weekend at Fayetteville, and then two weeks after that's the big show, some multi-nights of racing. What are we looking at? I mean, are fans allowed at these? I mean, where, what are we? what's the situation? We're kind of, I feel like everybody's hopefully optimistic that uh, we're going to be able to kind of get to a normal crowd size and whatnot on a on a, a a fairly quick basis here this year. What are we looking at for Fayetteville and and some of the early shows? As far as I know, at Fayetteville, it's it's basically I know if, I think if you're standing if you're in the crowd, I think uh, they might make you have a mask on when you come through, and they might be uh, yeah. doing some spacing as far as the seating goes. But I think a lot of it, honestly, is is just using your own head. You know, if you you've been having some symptoms or something like that, or, or you've knowingly been exposed, you, you're probably better off staying home. But, um, you know, for most people, it's just kind of using common sense. Um, well, and, and, and also I think another thing uh, that we've all become aware of because of this is uh, just how much we do need to wash our hands and whatnot. Yeah. Just keeping some good basic hygiene purposes. Don't cough in somebody's face. Uh, if you can if you can stand a little further away from them and have your conversation cool, but you know, a lot of it just comes down to being personally responsible. Okay, we're going to, if you don't mind, Tyler, we're going to put you back into the wonderful land of hold here because we've got to step aside for a moment. So we'll let you check out more of the Todd Starn show while you're on hold, and we're gonna um, we're gonna take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk more with Tyler Williams about the uh, Southeast dirt scene in general and what else he may have going on. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Victory Custom Trailers as well. So we're going to be right back with more of Lead Lab right after these words. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. 
Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot left, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap Rolls On, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, the place to go. I don't care if you need a racing trailer, a horse trailer, a construction trailer, um, whatever type of trailer or transporter you need, Victory Custom Trailers has it. Now, they're based in Michigan, but they can ship you a trailer anywhere, even outside of the U.S. I mean, they sent one to Russia not long ago, so uh, they can get it to you wherever you are. The cool thing about Victory Custom Trailers is that in addition to the couple of hundred or so uh, trailers new and used that they have on the lot in stock ready to sell, they are also specialties, as their name suggests, at building you a customized trailer just for your needs, and they're so confident in their ability to do that that they actually put a button on the website for you to do it right straight from the website in your pajamas uh, at 2 in the morning if you want to. VictoryCustomTrailers.com is the place to go. Chris Hedinger and his staff will not only take care of you from the standpoint of doing an excellent job of building and customizing and finishing out your trailer, but they will also uh, give you a fair deal and will take care of you after the sale as well. So check them out, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. And we now return to the phone line, and we'll talk with Tyler Williams a little bit more. Tyler's the voice of the Southeast Dirt Modified Series, and really, I think, uh, the voice of Southeast Dirt Modified's period. He's going to be behind the mic um, coming up at the end of February at Fayetteville Motor Speedway for their big Carolina Dirt Week show. So in addition to Carolina Dirt Week and in addition to Southeast Dirt Modified Series uh, duties, Tyler, what else are you going to be doing for the 2021 racing season? Well, as of now, I've got uh, a few freelance things I'm going to jump on. But uh, if I'm not doing Southeast Dirt Modified and I don't have a family function or something more important, <laughs> uh, I really like to work with uh, Pit Road TV and the, the folks over there that cover the, the Cars Racing cars Tour, tour yeah. on the asphalt side of things. Yep. And... Uh, Sometimes I get to be the pit reporter. Sometimes I'm the guy holding the camera on pit road. Uh, sometimes I get to fill in on the PA. It's, you know, it's kind of whatever's needed when the tour's not more than three hours away from my home here in Ruffin, North Carolina. But I have a lot of fun doing it. It's, it's, it's something different. Uh, I grew up as an asphalt racing fan. You know, I still love both disciplines uh, pretty equally. But um, it, it's really cool. I like working with uh, Tony Stevens and Everybody over there at the Cars Tour, it's, uh, it, it's quite a different dynamic. I like 
I like getting both sides of the coin. I like doing my dirt stuff, and I like doing the asphalt stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Going to be a significant announcement coming up in a couple of days. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm not I am not at liberty to say what the announcement is, but a significant announcement about an addition to the Cars Racing Tour for the 2021 season on the late model stock side. And so I'm, I think that will be a, a, a pretty good announcement coming out in a couple of days. So uh, you brought up Pit Road Reporter there, and uh, I may have been the camera guy one time when we happened to get in trouble at a cars race. Do you remember that incident? Uh, let's see. I've gotten in trouble at a few. My, I think Orange <laughs> County comes to mind. Yeah, that would be the one. Orange <laughs> County, when we did, when we were told, go ahead and do uh, go out on the track, and we both got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me. I was, I was your yeah, camera guy that, for that one. <laughs> yeah, Jack McNally uh, was not very happy to see us on the racetrack. He was, <laughs> he, he was busy, and when he looked up and spotted us, uh, we grabbed his attention pretty quick. Uh, James Mellick and Tyler Williams <laughs> making a big impression with Jack McNally of the car story. I figured I would throw that one out there just to give you a reminder of uh, what we've done in the past. It's hard to forget all the four-letter words they used to uh, <laughs> get off the racetrack. Nah, Jack's, a, Jack's a good guy, and if I was him, I'd, I'd have probably been saying worse things to the to the idiot that ran on the racetrack with a microphone to grab interviews. <laughs> Well, but it was, you know, you guys were being aggressive and trying to get after it. That's how it goes. Uh, but uh, and James is the jack of all trades. He is now the official. Let's see. What, what is your official title at Spire Motorsports? I'm a parts manager. I do shipping, receiving okay. parts. Uh, I ship buy, whatever I have to do to get in and out the door. I see. OK, so, uh, yeah, brand new role for uh Red at Spire, and uh, so, you know, looking forward to, uh, obviously, he didn't even have to uh, leave the building that he was working in last year with LFR, uh, just uh, moved on with the next uh, new tenant, and uh, he basically came with the, the, the offer. In the That's end. the joke Yeah, right he just there. came with the building. They said, yeah. did you come with the building? I'm like, yeah. sure did. <laughs> Spire had no idea that uh, you were attached to the building when they bought the team. Um, so, uh, Tyler, um, I know that you've done both dirt and pavement. What's your favorite uh type of racing to call oh well that's a, it's, it's hard to put one of those i tell you probably the, the most fun i ever had calling a race was i think it was either i think it was 2012 or 2011 i was working as the track announcer at a speedway and we had the chance to bring in i think it was I forget what the sanctioning body was, but they were uh, super modified. Ah, here we go. And the MS, uh, uh, no, was the uh, Midwest MSR. Was it MSA? MSR. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they they came to town. I had only seen them at uh, the North-South Shootout. Yeah. And uh, they came to town. They had a, their their announcer had us on uh, their radio show. And then uh, when he went to announce the race, you know, I'm, I'm the track guy, so when the touring series guy comes in, you know I'm kind of hands off. I'm like, hey, everything's working. I'm gonna let you do your thing. This is this is your spot. And he said, no, you, you know, hang out with me. You can help if you want. And when I started trying to announce it, I was just, I was just blown away at the speed. Oh, yeah. I was blown away at how funky the cars look. Um, everybody in the grandstands. My my grandma that was in the grandstands was texting me saying these things are whipping up the wind. Um, <laughs> But it was just it was it was just the most amazing thing in racing I'd ever seen. I think the only thing I could probably compare it to speed wise would be a a four ten sprint car on dirt. But it was just uh, it was one of those times where I was just kind of speechless. I was glad that I was just helping him announce because I I couldn't have held it. They were just moving so fast and it was it was uh, it was just an incredible feeling. It was the only time I ever got to do super modified, so I, I always treasure that. Well, that, uh, that's what I grew up with in the 70s, uh, with six blocks straight shot from the Oswego Speedway, which is the home of the Supermodifieds, um, and uh, was able to watch them uh, from the 70s all the way forward to today. And you're right, there is simply nothing in motorsports, in my opinion, like uh, the, the just sheer speed of a Supermodified on a short track. Uh, pretty incredible stuff. And that was the race, I believe, where, uh, 
Well, let's just say that Burt Myers got introduced to supermodified racing in a rather unfortunate way, and uh, Randy Birch lost a race car in the process. Yeah, I remember. I think I think the YouTube clip is still out there that someone took from the grandstands. It was, I mean, it was, it was one of the scariest things. I really thought it was going to be hurt worse than yeah. it was, and and I remember I was, I think I was working my day job that day, so I, I wasn't there for practice, but I remember. Uh, seeing it get posted about, and I remember getting to the track, and um, it was it was it was really a point of concern. Yeah, um, just because these things go so fast. And I remember them saying that they told the boys in the drivers' meeting, like, "Hey, guys, we need to we need to get through the first five or ten laps, then you can go race. Let's you know let's let's be smart about this." But you know, it's it's. It's a part of it, you know. I, they all accept they all accept the risk and they accept the danger, and um, they still put on a heck of a show. And thankfully, Burt wasn't hurt worse than he was. Yeah, that was uh, that was a, a crazy incident. And you're right. I think he. I don't really know. Talked to him about it a little bit uh, last year when I had him on the Mainly Modifieds podcast, and. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if he just um, didn't realize the power that it had, or whatever. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an unfortunate uh, situation for Bert. But yeah, and I think that was the last time the supers have been down here, as well. Um, hopefully, at some point soon, we'll see a super modified show in the Carolinas again. But uh, I'm sure that was a a joy to announce. Now you also have your own podcast, and I don't want to. Um, to uh, get away without let you get away without talking to you about this and letting you promote this uh, the half priced concessions podcast which Absolutely. is I love that name I'm only sorry I didn't <laughs> didn't make it up uh, the half price concessions podcast and it's available on all major podcast platforms tell us about what the half priced concessions podcast is all about other than obviously racing. Oh, well, it's, it's kind of just a, a hodgepodge of, of stuff me and my co-host Buddy Payne find interesting. A lot of them early in the going and still uh, now uh, center around just us sitting having discussions, things that we would conversate and talk about in the car on the way to races. We talk about ah. our favorite driver lineups of all time uh, and not just limited to you know, the local dirt scene or the local asphalt scene. We'll talk Formula One. We'll talk Lucas Oil, late models. We'll talk World of Outlaws. We'll talk IndyCar. It's a little bit of everything. And then a lot of the episodes are conversations where uh, most of the time it's me. I'll go and find people to talk to. And it's a little bit of everybody. I've had on uh, spotters, drivers, um, track operators, Probably one of the most interesting ones I had was early in season one. I had on Barry Beggarly, who was the 1993 NASCAR National Champion, who is also the only driver, as far as I know, I think, to be a NASCAR National Champion and an ASA National Champion. And, I mean, just an incredible guy. When he won the 93 National title, it came down to one point, I think, over Dennis Setzer. It was just a different time for asphalt late model racing. And yeah. I got to be honest, while I was sitting there trying to interview him, I was looking up at just all the trophies on the wall because Barry was, you know, a lot of people in this area regard Barry Beggarly as the greatest of all time to sit in a late model stock car. Wow. And I had a hard time focusing, not staring at his trophies <laughs> to ask him questions. And it was just incredible to hear his story. And there's, there's a lot of good stories on there. Uh, Bobby Meesmer from Concord that ran on the Southern Modified Tour that yeah. still races. Yep. He's on there. There's 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 a whole bunch on there. I, I venture to say if you go through our catalog, you'll probably find at least one person you might halfway know and want to listen to their episode. Well, that sounds like fun. I'm going to have to look this up, um, and I would love to be on it at some point. Uh, if if you ever get desperate and hard up for a guest, I would love <laughs> to do a show with you. Um, cause well, we can make that happen. We could talk uh, about a number of different things, uh, and it would be a lot of fun, I think. The Half-Priced Concessions podcast, available on Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever uh, podcasts are found. Just look it up and check it out. This That's uh, Tyler Williams. Thanks for being on, Tyler. Had a blast with you, and uh, we'll have to do more of this as the season goes on. 
I'm always here. Good to hear from you, Tom. All right. That's Tyler Williams. We're going to step aside one more time. When we come back, we'll have the final segment already of tonight's Lee Left Show. Be right back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lab, final segment for the evening, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And also want to pay a nod to the fine folks from mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you are looking for a career change or a first career, um, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation IT may just be the answer for you. It's a rapidly growing, still rapidly growing industry, I should say. And uh, plenty of jobs available, far more demand for uh, trained IT technicians than there are um, a supply of them. So uh, it's a pretty easy field to get into. And it doesn't take a math or science whiz. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Uh, just go to My Computer Career, take the free career evaluation test. If that is the career that you decide to pursue, you can uh, get your degree with as little as one to two days a week of training. In as little as four to six months, you could be ready to go out into the workforce. My Computer Career helps you every step of the way. They have financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And uh, when you get ready to go out into the workforce, they will work with hundreds of employers to help get you placed. There is no reason not to take a look. MyComputerCareer.edu. 
It is training for a better life. They are my friends. I know them. I've talked to some of their graduates. And everybody that's gone through that program that I've spoke with just loves it. And again, very easy to do. One to two days a week online. You can be ready and out in the workforce and on the way to your better life in four to six months. MyComputerCareer.edu. We carry on with Lee Lap and uh, James Mellick with me here in the studio. James, as we mentioned in the last segment, is now... Um, suitably employed at Spire Motorsports, a very familiar building, just a different moniker and um, at least a mostly different group of people and uh, also in a different position, James. So, all right, we like from time to time, obviously, to let our audience kind of have an insider uh, look into what's really going on in NASCAR um, garages, particularly, obviously, you're in the Cup Series now or or still. Um so what's going on in, in the Inspire Motorsports NASCAR shop right now preparing for Daytona? Uh, is it chaos? Is it kind of uh, nice and easy? What's everybody doing right now? Uh, at this point, every race team is at about the exact same situation. It is complete, not really chaos. It's organized chaos, kind of like a pit stop. But <laughs> everybody is doing that last push because they know Daytona is right around the corner. So you're pushing to get everything done. You're trying to get everything back from everything you've sent out, getting repaired and fixed, and get everything ready to go so everything's nice, new, and shiny, ready to head to the racetrack. And you're putting the final touches on that 500 car. You're going through it with a fine-tooth comb to make sure everything is ready because you know how big and important that race is. So um, this is where all the rubber meets the road, where all that hard work over the offseason comes together and each team uh, now pushes this week to get ready and go. Now, I understand that that in some ways the months of shutdowns and uh, all of the kind of different things that took place with some of the companies that manufacture parts and things um, over the last number of months as a result of COVID have now affected the ability to get the inventory that you need. What can you tell us about that? Uh, there's just a few things, like a few of the companies – have uh, had to stop production, a few of the big names, and like uh, 3M, they had to go to making masks, which is greatly appreciated by all sure. medical workers and everybody yeah. who's been affected by COVID. Um, but when they shut down production of most parts, they shut down pretty much everything but making masks to try to help people. Uh, that's put them behind a little bit, which has made it harder to get some uh, stuff you need from 3M and a couple of the other distributors, not just putting them out there by themselves by any means, right? because um, there's multiples who have shut down to do it and help get rid of this pandemic in the United States, uh, but they're still getting us our parts, just making it a little bit harder, uh, and everybody will have exactly what they need to go to Daytona for sure, though. Interesting. So, yeah, it's I'm, I'm sure that's really kind of, because, again, it's kind of like hurry up and wait. You're scrambling to put cars together and pieces in place, and you can't always get all the pieces as quickly as you would like right now. So I think a lot of the teams are scrambling even more than usual um, as we go into Day- the Daytona week. And and what's even more interesting is this is the last year for these cars. So there's just a whole lot to think about. Now, what is the general um, attitude at Spire Motorsports, I would think that it would be a very optimistic race shop at this point because with the associations with Hendrick and Ganassi and all of the new pieces in place in Coriola Joy to Drive, um, man, I would think that uh, everybody's looking at the possibility of Spire being, um, I don't want to say necessarily a contender for wins, though I think it is possible Corey could win one. But I think, you know, top 10 to top 15 performance, uh, at least as we get into the season. Yeah, we are all excited over there. I mean, everybody's pumped up for the year. we got great guys over there at the shop. Multiple guys have been in the – I mean, not multiple. All of us have been in the sport for multiple years. So a lot of good guys in there in the shop. And I just think that all of us know what we can go out there and do. we got great – relationships with Hendrick and Ganassi, both of them, and we're ready to go, show what we can do, and, you know, um, we're not going to go out there and just run around towards the rear. We're going to go run for these race wins. We got the people in the shop to do it. We're going to have the drivers and the equipment. We got the crew chief is on top of the box who knows how to call good races, both of them, so we are extremely excited what we're going to go out there and do, and we're going to go turn some heads for sure in 2021 with uh, the Spire team. We're, We're excited. Should be an interesting season for you guys. Okay, circle back to short track for a moment here. Uh, the Smart Tour, the Smart Modified Tour, has unveiled their 2021 schedule for this year. Starts in March, March 14th at Caraway Speedway. Um, they will. There are three races at Caraway out of the ten. March 14th, July the 3rd, and September 11th. 
um, going to be at Caraway as well. The complete schedule, Caraway is March 14th, and then uh, six days later they're at Florence Motor Speedway. So I'm guessing that one's a Friday night at uh, Florence. Then on April the 3rd, they will be at South Boston Speedway in South Boston, Virginia. That should be a good show. Um, nothing in May, nothing in June. Back on July the 3rd at Caraway Speedway. And then nothing until the end of August after that. Um, August 28th, they'll be at Dillon Motor Speedway in South Carolina. And then I believe this is Labor Day weekend, September 5th. Uh, they'll be at Carteret County Speedway. That's over... Uh, almost on the beach. Um, And uh, so the East coast of North Carolina, beautiful facility there. Then the week after on September 11th, six days later at Caraway Speedway. And then the week after that, September the 18th, all the way up uh, to Dominion Raceway in Virginia. So basically uh, four straight weekends of racing in August into September, um, Dillon Motor Speedway in South Carolina, Carteret County in eastern North Carolina, Caraway Speedway, which is about uh, an hour or so uh, north of Charlotte, and then um, Dominion Raceway in Virginia. That's going to be a busy stretch for the teams to go back to back to back to back weekends. Um, And then October 2nd, Motor Mile Speedway in Virginia will host the Smart Modified Tour, and they will close it out on the 9th of October at the Hickory Motor Speedway, uh, which, of course, uh, needs no further introduction or explanation. So 10 races for the uh, Smart Modified Tour this year, starting mid-March and uh, then running until the uh, beginning of, well, middle of roughly October, closing out on the 9th at Hickory Motor Speedway. For more information, go visit uh, their Facebook page. Uh, just search Smart Modified Tour. And also um, southernmodifieds.com is the official website of the Smart Modified Tour. So uh, if you want to check them out, that is how to do it, and uh, should be quite a season. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where the Smart Modified Tour goes this year because uh, they had a, a very quick resurgence this past fall. Um, really, against all odds, the shows were kind of being put together one at a time as uh, as they went, and it was sort of a... Um, I would almost say, uh, well, they've been down for about 15, 16 years. So it was sort of a uh, coming out of a, a, a hibernation, <laughs> if you will, and uh, really a bunch of practice shows, more or less, just to get uh, things back going again. And uh, Chris Williams and the staff have done a really nice job of putting this schedule together, 10 races. Um, I would have liked to have perhaps seen a couple of more different tracks in here other than three caraways, but I know that... Uh, uh, Darren and and the group at uh, Caraway Speedway are really trying to revitalize that track for this season and uh, kind of refocus and recommit to uh, a resurgence at Caraway. So um, it is going to be good to uh, to be able to see the modifieds there three times. That's been kind of the mainstay for the Southern modifieds over the years. So, um, but again, a, a good healthy ten race schedule. I think it's a nice schedule uh i i i'm gonna be interested to see how many of these teams um you know a lot of these teams are kind of working class teams and um if you get some guys that have some wrecks or some major issues uh say in the uh august 20th show at dylan then it's going to be um it's going to be interesting to see with these four straight weeks of racing uh from the end of august into september um, to to see if the teams are able to all maintain that stretch, especially with a couple of pretty good holes in there. But um, overall, uh, like I said, a nice schedule and uh, certainly should shine for the Southern Modified Auto Racing Teams Tour, Smart Modified Tour, and uh, wish them all of the best in the 2021 racing season. Okay, so next week on the show... um. We, I know uh, one guest is confirmed. I'm working on a second one, but I don't want to. I don't want to commit to that yet till I have him confirmed. But we know that we're going to hear from a young man um, who is part of Rev Racing's driver lineup again for 2021. Uh, Lavar Scott out of New Jersey. He's a young uh, African American racer that uh, is 
is really articulate, very intelligent, and um, he's got an announcement. They've got an announcement coming out this week pursuant to his plans for 2021 uh, within Rev Racing's uh, schedule. So looking forward to that. Uh, Talked with him today, and uh, he will be on next Monday to uh, kind of fill us in on what he's planning, and it'll give you an opportunity to get to know him a little bit. Um, he and Roger Carruth both um, are, I, I think, great additions to that Rev Racing lineup. Nicholas Sanchez uh, back again, so good to see Nick uh, continuing to progress in Rev Racing's uh, group, and also uh, Isabella Robusto back there again as well. So hopefully we'll get Nick and Isabella both on and probably get Roger back on uh, in future weeks as well. And that'll wrap it up for tonight's Lead Lap Show. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Victory Custom Trailers. Thanks to uh, my computer career as well and the folks from WSIC Radio for hosting us. Until next week, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.